Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to the New Man Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Um, we have a couple really important things that I need to announce off the top here. Um, normally, you know, it's like a little bit of banter and we go in. I'm just going to warn you now, this is probably going to take two to three minutes and it's all going to be really important. So I encourage you to listen and um, and just kind of see me through here. So first things first, the podcast is going to be rebranded in a week. We are going under a new title, we're gonna have a new cover, and that's about it. Everything else is the same. Content's the same, heart's the same, we're doing five episodes a week still, we're bringing in leading experts from around the world who talk about you know manhood, sexuality, faith, family, all that good stuff. Um, that None of that is changing. Um, slight adjustment is we have been releasing interviews on Monday. Those are not gonna be released on Tuesday, uh, sorry, on Thursday. So just beware of that, but everything else is the same. So it's going to look a little different in your feed, but just be assured nothing else has changed. We're all good. Um, second thing is that we are starting um, a subscription model for our podcast listeners. This is new territory for me, um, but I'm really excited about it. Now, let me just give you a little bit of a um, of a framework. So we're not going to charge for you to listen to the podcast, just to make that super clear. Like this thing's free. Yeah, I think it, it will probably always be free. I'm not going to make a promise that I can't keep because who knows what podcasts look like 10, 20 years down the road. But um, when I say it's a, a subscription model, what I mean is um, I've been really thinking lately about how do we bring more value to you guys. And, you know, even my deep clean guys, I'm always asking myself, how do I serve them better? Because, well, there's always there's always more ways. There's always different things you can do to help your guys out. So I had this revelation and this is kind of where the whole idea came from. I had this revelation recently that, you know, the reason that you listen to podcasts and the reason I listen to podcasts and the reason that we sign up for people's programs and we go to hear them speak or we'll watch some content on YouTube. The reason that we scroll through our Instagram feeds and, you know, we go to church on Sundays is because we have questions. There's, there's deep fundamental questions of our souls that we are longing to have answered. Now, I'm in that category. Like when I look at, you know, the things I've taken interest in over the last year or two years, some of the decisions I've made in my life, certainly the content I've been consuming, like I'm really trying to get answers about life. How do you make this thing called life work? Um, you know, like I'm married. I'm thinking about starting a family in the next couple of years here, like um, major life things. And it's like, I have so many questions. I need to get answers. And I think that's why um, podcasts are great, you know, and that's why we, we try to create courses and programs that are really going to serve guys. Now, all of this is to say that um, in our, our Deep Clean program, we give lots of avenues for our clients to ask questions. So in the group coaching calls, we always have a Q&A part. Um, I make myself available through email a little bit, but then we have a community where we, you know, field a lot of the questions and answers that will come in. Um, and I, I just had this idea recently. Actually, somebody advised me on and gave me this idea. I can't take credit for it myself. Um, but when he mentioned it, I thought this actually this could be really good, a really good way to serve my my guys, my clients. 
And basically what it is, is giving them a chance to sit in on my podcast interviews uh, because, you know, I have a certain perspective and I love interviewing guys and asking them questions and hearing their stories and kind of extracting the gold out of them. I love doing that. But I realized that actually, you know, the people in my community would probably love to sit down with these guys and ask them questions as well. So we've started extending our podcast interviews. You know, we've added an extra half hour uh, just for some Q&A. And so our guys can sit in, they get to watch the interview live, and then they can ask some questions and, you know, interact with our guests directly afterwards. And um, it's another great avenue for them to get questions answered. And I guess I just realized, like, there's no reason this has to be exclusively for my clients. I can open it up to you guys. And in fact, I would love to open it up to you guys because I think it serves as a wonderful way for you to get some questions answered. Maybe some things that I'm not asking in these interviews. And you're like, Sathya, how did you miss this question, bro? Like, it was obvious, you know, or, or whatever it might be. Um, so I want to give you guys a chance to do that as well. So uh, we are launching a, a subscription model for what we're calling Deep Clean VIP. It's a monthly subscription. Um, you pay into it. It gets you access to our podcast interviews. Like I said, you get to sit in live. You get to be part of a Q&A uh, panel afterwards so you can pose questions to our guests. Uh, you get email coaching from me. Uh, you also get access to a bunch of our courses and you get to be part of a private community of men from around the world who are looking to grow in their sexual integrity and you know really be successful in their lives. And, um, oh geez, I forgot the last one. And there is something else. I know there's something else. Why can't I remember what it is? Well, maybe I'll have to just put it in the show notes. There's something else. It's really good. It's really good. Oh, and a, a monthly Q&A call. So here's the deal. We, um, we're making this available to our clients now, but Deep Clean VIP is going to be um, available soon. We're going to roll it out soon for our podcast listeners and the general public. Uh, but you can get on the waiting list and just ensure that your spot is reserved if you go to our website, we don't ask for any money up front. All we're asking for is an email. Um, we'll reach out to you when it does launch and then you can you know, get your subscription set up. Um, but you can go to uh, the coaching part of our website. There's a link in the show notes and that'll give you a chance to explore uh, Deep Clean VIP and, uh, and to give us your email if you feel so inclined to do so. Um, those are my announcements. Thanks for sticking through that. I know that was a little bit long-winded. But um, some important, uh, important things and uh, things that we're going to be talking about more here in the future. Okay, uh, what I want to actually talk about today is self-control. So um, self-control is a really fascinating subject. Um, it has tons of relevance in general. Like as men, we respect people who exhibit self-control. Like if you see somebody who works out, you kind of know like that guy probably... Um, is, is disciplined. He's got enough control to get himself to the gym on a regular basis. Um, yeah, I was at a, you know, a business conference a, a week or two ago and we went out for food, like a group of 20 of us. And so we're, we're having some Mexican food. So, you know, people are ordering tacos and fajitas and enchiladas and uh, whatever else. And the guy beside me who actually owns a fitness business and um, used to be like a world class, a uh, world champion rather in Mai Tai, um, he ordered a chicken Caesar salad. And so, you know, all these like sizzling plates come for the fajitas and, you know, these big, big portions. And there's this guy with a bowl, this chicken Caesar salad. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, we have so much to learn, you know, because to do that, it's like, oh, there's a, there's a degree of self-control that's, that's going on here. We immediately gravitate towards it and we respect it. 
And I, I think um, that that's why there's some really some real relevance, I guess, to talk about it here on the podcast. But then when you kind of get more granular, like we're talking about game for your porn and, and making good decisions in life. I mean, self-control is is critical. And I think we all know that like if we were really walking out in the fullness or when we are walking out in the fullness of who God has made us to be, we are exuding self-control. Like we are saying no to the things that tempt us, whether that's something like really serious, like something sexually or whether it's something simple like that extra slice of cake after a meal. Like we just know that self-control is part of the equation. It's kind of baked in. Now to give some biblical context, uh, self-control is one of the the qualities that is listed in Galatians 5 verse 22, uh, which talks about the fruit of the spirit. Now a really important distinction here. Um, a lot of us handle the fruit of the spirit as though they are um, there's a plurality here, as in like there's the nine different fruits of the spirit, and you know we we can only hope that we get all of them kind of with time. Actually, if you read the text, uh, Galatians five twenty two says the fruit of the spirit is, and then it proceeds to list those nine qualities. So what that tells us is there, there are not fruits of the spirit that we are to acquire. It is that actually when you have the spirit, these nine qualities are natural fruit. So we're not trying to grow in all nine areas. What we're trying to do is grow in the spirit and the fruit will start to manifest itself because all of these collectively are the fruit of the spirit. So let me give you a quick refresher here. The fruit of the spirit is... Love, joy, love, sorry, let me read that better. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So this is kind of the context. And this is why, you know, generally as Christian men, we have a value for self-control. Now, uh, what I want to do is actually share a story that is going to really illustrate, I think, some of the misnomers around self-control um, and, and as well, just kind of give you an idea of, of maybe what it looks like to just, I don't know, just how to have good perspective on this. So you guys know that I pastored for a couple of years, if you've been listening for a while. So I was a pastor. I was an associate pastor at a small church in a rural community. So basically what that means is I did everything the senior pastor didn't want to do. <laughs> Plain and simple. That's what happens when you're in that kind of role in a small community. So, you know, I oversaw youth and young adults and the tech team and the worship team and I don't know. There was a whole bunch of things. I had tons on my plate. So um, this was the kind of church that did potlucks. So if you don't know what a potluck is, um, well, then you probably didn't grow up in a small church. That's for sure. Um, a potluck is just where everybody brings a meal and, you know, whatever. My, my dad actually, my dad's a pastor, right? So my dad used to call them pot blessings because luck was kind of this like oogie boogie thing. Um, anyway, hilarious. I don't know why, where that came from. So anyway, they're announcing this potluck and my senior leader um, was very much the opposite of me from a persona standpoint. He was very, um, you know, hard on his sleeve, spontaneous, impulsive a little bit, like in the moment kind of guy, very creative, abstract, right brain kind of dude. So he just took a fascination with me because, you know, I'm a little bit more on the regimented, methodical side. I'm very meticulous about certain details. I pay attention to time. You know, how long is this meeting taking and, and all that kind of stuff. And he, he just was living in a different world. So he was really fascinated by me. And what the one day he's announcing this potluck on the stage, 
I'm sitting in the front row of the church because, you know, that's what you do when you're church staff generally. And he says something to the effect of like, you know, so-and-so is going to be bringing their delicious brownies. Uh, Sathya, you think you're going to have any this time? Or, you know, something like he kind of called me out. It was very like, uh, it was jokey. Like it wasn't like he would, he didn't mean any malice by it. And we were comfortable with enough, uh, with each other enough that this dynamic was totally normal. And I said, ah, you know, probably not. I kind of brushed it off. And he was like, oh yeah, of course you wouldn't. And he made this comment. He said, oh Lord, give me Sathya's appetite. And, um, you know, because he had seen me like turn down desserts and stuff before. And, and again, like that was just not, it was not his approach to life. And here he was seeing like this up close and personal and he was so fascinated by it. And so his, his statement, again, just as a joke, uh, Lord, give me Sathya's appetite. You know, and then he moved on and he, he was announcing his other things and life went on. It was just this little moment. And I remember thinking to myself afterwards, isn't it interesting that when you view somebody who has self-control, somebody who just models that quality, we assume that they do it naturally. Like we assume they have a bend towards it. We, we never assume that they must have worked really hard for it. We never assume that like, oh, maybe they used to really struggle with that and they work so hard on it now that it looks effortless. Our brains for some reason just, just make a, a jump oh, they must be really good at that inherently. Like that must just be their thing. There's no way Sathya has self-control. He, No one could ever say no to chocolate cake, or let alone a second slice. No, no, no. He, he must have an appetite. And if only I had that appetite, then I would have his self-control. I'm sure you're following my, the kind of line of thinking here. I actually did this just the other day. So the guy who owns the fitness company that I mentioned in that story earlier I got on a call with him because I'm looking to add some muscle to my um, to my to my body. What else would I be adding it to? I'm looking to add some muscle, and uh, and so I wanted to kind of pick his brain. And I came in very um, sheepish and kind of intimidated, you know, because um, you know he he's very muscular. He's got a, he's got a bit of a larger frame. He's taller than me, and I, you know I'm just like oh I'm just a scrawny little Indian guy, you know, like barely any muscle on my body, and kind of. I don't know, I, I get a little bit self-conscious, right? So I'm kind of coming in that way. And I just tell him some of my goals. You know, I'm hoping to add like uh, about 15 pounds of muscle while I'm in Jamaica here. I got a gym pass. I'm eating more. You know, here's my routine and whatever. And so, you know, um, we start talking a bit and he tells me his story. And he's like, oh, bro, you know what? Um, right before COVID, I was skin and bones. Like I was a stick. And I decided I wanted to add some muscle as well. Um, because like even when I was, you know, a world champion in Muay Thai, um, it was actually better for us to be kind of thin. Like we didn't have to really have a lot of muscle mass. And I made a decision. I'm not going to compete in that anymore. Like I made a final decision. So I decided to add some muscle. So everything you see here, more or less, I've added on in the last 18, 20 months. And it was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like that's super encouraging because now it gives me hope. But number two, it's a great reminder of how valuable self-control is. Now, what this tells me is that self-control can actually allow us to do things that we want to do that do not come naturally. Listen to that one really carefully. Self-control enables us to do things we can't do or we don't do naturally. Listen to that really carefully. Self-control enables us to do things effortlessly that we don't do naturally. When you really understand self-control, what you realize 
is that there are no excuses. So you might think, well, you know, I just have a real sweet tooth. Like it's, it's hard to say no to that dessert. Yeah, I get it. Like I'm a sweet tooth through and through. But what self-control says is, look, naturally you may have a bend towards sugar and it might be really hard to say no, but self-control makes that possible. You might say, you know, Sathya, I've been struggling with porn for two decades, bro. Like I'm, I'm in my 30s. I'm in my career now, like I'm a grown man, I own a house, um, I'm in a serious relationship, my life is, is like starting to pick up here, this thing's been going on way too long, it's just the way I am, like I just can't control myself, I can't help myself, I'm, I, I just, I have to, you know, um, imagine girls naked when I see them, I just, I imagine them doing things that nobody should ever be thinking about, it's like, I can't help myself, and it's like, look, that part of you that feels like it's just the way you are, that part has an answer. It has a solution and it's called self-control. Now let's be really clear about something. Self-control is not discipline, okay? Discipline and self-control are two very different things. You will note that in the scripture I read earlier, discipline is not listed as a fruit of the Holy Spirit, only self-control. Discipline is regiment and rigidity for the sake of regiment and rigidity. It has no other goal. Discipline is simply, uh, this. it's basically masked control. It's trying to control things you shouldn't be controlling, or it's controlling things unnecessarily. That's what discipline is. D discipline always lacks trust, it lacks purpose, and it lacks compassion. So we don't want to be disciplined people. That's not interesting. What, we, what we're really interested in is self-control. Now, I know. I know you're going to read the scriptures where it's like, but Sathya, it talks about how important being disciplined is. I know. I totally get it. I'm not actually anti-discipline. Like, we're called to be disciples of Jesus. So you have to have discipline to be a disciple. I'm not actually against the term. What I'm actually against is how the term is used. Because when we're talking about being disciplined, that's usually what we're talking about. We're talking about being super rigid, you know, being like really calculated and meticulous. We're talking about like taking no prisoners, um, you know, doesn't matter who you squash along the way. Discipline has this very kind of weird connotation to it that I think is just kind of distorting the whole concept. So I try to avoid the idea of disciplines. Now, I even talk about spiritual disciplines. We talked about on the podcast. There's a whole chapter about it in my book that's coming out. Um, it's a part of our course, like we talk about disciplines, but I really think self-control, we want that to be our goal. Now, here's why, okay, now here's why there's sort of this, this weird paradox juxtaposition going on. Self-control in its purest form gives way to discipline. Self-control in its purest form gives way to discipline. So discipline, apart from self-control, it's always abusive in nature. Whether we're talking about like disciplining yourself or in a relational context, self-control is really managed or is really meant to be the beginning of it. The idea that you and I take matters into our own hands. We acknowledge what we're responsible for and then we decide that we're gonna do everything we can to control it. Now, this is all on an individual level. Let me give you um, sort of the relational element and then I'm gonna wrap this thing up. 
Um, in my relationship with my wife, I'm observing how little self-control I tend to exhibit. So imagine that, um, you know, my wife does something that upsets me. So let's just say, um, you know, this is like our classic example. She, um, she says like, okay, uh, we need to be at such and such place for a certain time. I'm ready to go. She's still getting ready. So it's like, okay, I'm, I was ready to go for you. Where were you? What's the deal? That kind of thing. Self-control in those situations means I am taking full responsibility for what I can control, which is when I am ready. I can't control my wife. I can't coerce her. I can't manipulate her. All I can do is control myself and do my best to influence her decision-making positively in a way that is empowering and entrusting. Anything outside of that violates the principles of self-control. Because as soon as you start to control somebody else, you're no longer exhibiting self-control, right? Self-control, self to, to be optimal, self-control can only control self. If self-control involves the controlling of others, it's not self-control. It's manipulation. So in, in relationships, when you're working through disagreements or when you're even just processing somebody else's behaviors and decision-making, what you're always trying to identify is what can I control, what am I to control, and what is not mine. And when you start to part ways with the things that aren't yours, incredible things happen. Like that's actually, in my opinion, these fruit of the spirit could almost be listed in reverse order if we were to try to prioritize them. Because I think when you really exhibit self-control, all the other things just come naturally. The gentleness, the faithfulness, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all that stuff. So this is, this is the power of self-control. Now, I, I want to give you one last example. It's something that I would say I've been working through quite a bit lately. I've, just, I've been feeling super insecure lately about um, my business, you know, and, and wanting to kind of grow deep, clean, and, and build something really special here. And, and I've, I've been feeling a little bit like, how am I going to do this? And who am I to do it? And, you know, just all of those doubts that come with the journey and I have fallen into comparison and it's really interesting because when I catch myself in sort of the deeper ruts of comparison what I realize is that comparison is actually just fake control like when I compare what I'm trying to do is get control of an insecurity that is making my world or a part of my world feel out of control Comparison is sort of my attempt to get the reins back, to just somehow balance the scale, somehow feel like I'm, I'm managing my insecurity. Now, it's fake control because comparison violates that self-control principle. It starts, to, it starts to take control of other people, of their situation, that, that if, it, if it kind of evolves enough. Now, you, your comparison may not get that far, I'm just letting you into Sathya's world a little bit. It can be a pretty dark place sometimes. Not actually, I'm just joking. But you know, it, it can get there if I'm not really care careful. But all of it is control. And, and it, it, is, it is the wrong kind of control because it is, it is not a control of self. It's an attempt to control others. So I've, I've found myself like just getting granular, like seeing other people who have businesses that are you know way ahead of mine, just doing way, way more um, they're doing way better. They're, they have way more staff and whatever else. So it's easy to be like, oh yeah, but I bet you like, 
um, da, da, da. I bet you this is going on in their company culture or I bet you he's not even a nice guy. The guy who runs that, I bet you he's not even a good guy if you get behind. Like I'll have those kinds of thoughts. And what that is, is it, it is violating self-control. It, it's me trying to make assumptions, trying to, trying to take a stab at somebody else so that I feel better and ultimately so that I feel like I'm taking control again. When in reality, what I should actually do is simply accept I can't control that person's business. I can't control that person. All I can do is control me. I'm going to use what they're doing to inspire me, to motivate me, and to push me to do the absolute best with the things that God has given me here. So do you see how self-control can, can kind of come into an, an application there? Even, uh, you know, for me, when I see somebody attractive and I can sort of catch my thoughts veering off where it's like, oh, I know where that goes if I, if I keep following this through. One of the things I will remind myself is that is not mine to control. That person, they're not mine to control. I have no business imagining anything with that person. All I can control is me. And I'm going to use my imagination to envision the things that are within my realm of control to some degree. Hopefully you understand what I mean by that. So those are my thoughts on self-control. Really, really important subject and um, really relevant, I think, for guys in general and certainly for guys in this day and age uh, trying to get free of pornography and other sexual misbehavior. So I hope this has helped you. Um, you know, this is an interesting subject. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Maybe you heard what I said and you're like, Cynthia, you're out of your mind, bro. This is like you're way off. Um, maybe you have some different thoughts. I'd love to hear them. I'm open to anything and everything. But I want to thank you so much for listening. As a quick reminder, we are doing a, pro a podcast rebrand next week, um, November 1st. We're launching. We're going to start releasing interviews on Thursdays. So November 1st is a Monday. The next interview will be uh, November 4th, although that's only kind of true. We actually have a bonus interview coming up end of this week. Uh, more on that later. Um, and the other thing is that we are launching Deep Clean VIP. If you want to get some access to our podcast interview guests, if you're looking to maybe get some coaching from me, if you want to be part of a community of guys who are you know listening to this podcast and trying to grow in their faith, trying to grow in their sexuality and lead their lives better, um, Deep Clean VIP is for you. We got a link in the show notes for you to join. Um, we haven't opened it up yet to the public. We're just making it available for our members right now, but uh, you can get on a waiting list. We'll keep your email and you'll be the first people to sign up when it is available. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. And I wish you an incredible day. Take care. Stay safe. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the new man podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.